Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. I think I'm starting to just get immune to horrific sports weekends in San Diego. <laughs> they just come and go, and I'm great. I barely even notice it, but yeah, it was another actual horrible sports weekend here. Welcome back. It's Ben and Paul on 97.3 The Fan. Woodsy's off today. This segment of Ben and Woods is brought to you by the Golf Mart. You're going to play some real or fake here in a couple of minutes if you want to try to get online to qualify for a getaway to Las Vegas. Without challenging Woods in our musical trivia game, 833-288-0973. Get to that in a couple of minutes. Uh, talked about the Aztecs losing in football on Saturday at Colorado State. Doesn't really register much for me, but seeing San Diego State lose in basketball on Friday night, that that hurts a little bit more, especially at BYU, mm. longtime rival. Um and it was a it was a pretty good game. I watched the whole thing on ESPN Plus on Friday night. Aztecs looked good at times when uh, they took an early lead, first half of the first half, uh, and they looked good. And then the bench came in, and and the depth they were down to just I think nine scholarship players to start the game because of a couple of injuries. So didn't have a lot of depth, and you could see that the inexperienced guys who were coming off the bench. And the altitude of Provo, Utah started to take effect. BYU went on a big run in the second half of the first half. Aztecs pulled within, I think, five at halftime. And then they rested halftime, come back with their starters to start the second half, and boom, Aztecs jump right back out in front. Looks like, oh, they're going to cruise. They're, they're going to take this game over, and they're going to win. But same thing happened. They bring in some of the subs. Uh, the altitude starts to hit. And the shots stopped falling, and BYU came back and eventually pulled away in the end uh, for the win. Uh, the final was 74-65 on Friday night. And unfortunately, we'll find out in a couple of hours, but my guess is the way the top 25 rankings work, that the Aztecs, it'll, it'll cost them their spot in the top 25 this morning, probably be outside the rankings uh, after losing. Another good game for Jaden Ledee, 21 points, 7 rebounds. He's uh, looking good. He does. He's uh, he's pretty dominant underneath. Uh, Reese Waters had 15 points. Darion Trammell, even though the ESPN Plus announcers didn't know how to say his name, <laughs> did make his season debut. He came off the bench uh, after that shoulder injury, did score seven points. Unfortunately, that was seven of the entire nine total bench points that the Aztecs had in the game. BYU had three players off the bench who combined for 42 on their own. You're not going to win a lot of games when you're giving up 42 off the bench to three guys on the other team and you score nine 
total for the entire game. So starters versus starters, San Diego State dominated BYU in that game. They absolutely dominated BYU when the when the starters were out on the court wasn't even a match. Unfortunately, you can't play your starters 40 minutes, especially at altitude right. in Provo, Utah. That game was in at, at Viejas Arena. Aztecs win, and they win handily. But in Provo, in front of you know 19,000 screaming Hostile BYU fans at 4,500 feet yeah. early in the season with a bunch of <laughs> inexperienced freshmen coming off the bench that have not played much college basketball, that's the kind of game that you're vulnerable to and you lose. So ultimately, I... I didn't have a problem. I wasn't mad about the the way they they played necessarily. It was a good it was a good game. Both teams fought really hard. You could tell they both wanted to win. Both coaches had their teams ready to play. I enjoyed watching it. If I had one complaint, that's bad scheduling by Brian Dutcher. And he said last week making sh- the decision to go there yeah. or yeah, in that, general or early the in the second game early in the season with this particular team and I get these matchups are kind of planned out a couple of years in advance but he said himself last week I should have my head examined we're 4 and 30 in Provo <laughs> but you know BYU comes to Viejas last year and you beat them so you got to give them a return game but early in the season with that inexperienced team coming off the bench in that environment you set yourself up for a loss in that game. Now, is it? It's not going to cost them a spot in the NCAA tournament. They weren't even favored to win the game. They made everyone. The headline was BYU upset San Diego State because, well, San Diego State has a number in front of their name or did number seventeen, and BYU didn't. Right. But it's not an upset when you're favored by three points. That's the favorite actually won the game, and San Diego State did not pull off the upset at BYU. So. The narrative gets a little confused in college basketball, but that was that was a, a loss that you lose because of scheduling. It's not one of those losses where you schedule Kansas on the road in your early non-conference and you lose that one. You were supposed to lose. Right. It's a good loss to have, quote-unquote. It, it was a winnable game, which is what makes it hurt a little bit more. It was yeah. a very winnable game that San Diego State... They got out-rebounded. They, they turned the ball over a few too many times. Missed a couple of free throws. There was one particular sequence late where I think the Aztecs had a one-on-one. They, they could have pulled within, I think it was two or one. And they missed the front end. They fouled on the rebound. BYU made the one-on-one on the other end. And all of a sudden, it's like a five-point game instead of a one-point game. Yeah. It was... It was a huge turning point, I thought, late in the game. I just never felt like the Aztecs were ever in control or going. Like, I just didn't have the confidence. Like, they didn't play poorly. They no. just never took control of the game. And I never felt like, oh, they've got this. They're going to win this game. But um, ultimately, yeah, that's a tough scheduling decision to make. And I guess for me, I just have a little bit of trauma going back to, is it 2018, 2019? Like, the Mountain West is Whoa. so bad. Breaking news. You got breaking news? <laughs> I got breaking news. Sorry. It's it's Aztecs related. Oh, I just got that. Uh, Brady Hoke has just stepped down as San Diego State's head football coach. Uh, they're, they're referring to it as a retirement. Uh, Brady Hoke <laughs> is retired as head coach. I've never heard a coach necessarily retire with two games left in the season, but uh, he will coach the last two games and then step down. Uh, according to San Diego State, in a release that they just sent out at this moment. 
Uh, quote from Brady Hoke, I'm proud of what we accomplished at San Diego State. I'm grateful to all the great student athletes. I've had the chance to work with molding them into men, husbands, fathers, and pillars in the community. I will always cherish my time leading this program. I'd also like to thank the wonderful staff I've worked with and wish them the best in the future. Uh, not addressed as I'm scanning this this release is what that means for the buyout that you know we've been told was a figure that would be troublesome for San Diego State to pay out. Does a retirement mean that he's not taking all the money? I, I, I'd, be very su- be... I'd be very surprised if Brady Hoke isn't getting his money one way or another. Maybe he's agreed to defer some of the payments right. to to make this a little bit easier and call it a, a retirement as opposed to just getting like, fired from the job. But I would almost say, make no mistake, he's being fired here. This is... <laughs> He's not. Re- I mean, he's yeah, retiring, I mean, but that's the. He's school. not. He's not seventy-five years old. You know, right. he still could be coaching if he wanted to. But um, like that's you, Johnny Listener. That's you getting fired, but your company still appreciates the work that you've done, and they're going to let you say that you quit so that it doesn't uh, show up on your resume as fired. Yeah, I've got to imagine that the pressure of seeing Boise State fire their head coach, despite being five and five, and still have a chance to like get to the conference championship game at this point, you know, made it very hard for San Diego State to make any other argument hey, other can't than... can't fire me if I retire! Then, then Brady Hoke has to go as the head coach. If you're trying to establish a certain level of success, if you're trying to brand yourself as a program, a school that is that belongs in a power conference, you can't be in last place in the Mountain West. And right now, San Diego State is in last place in the Mountain West in football. It's embarrassing for the program. It's the right thing to do, and I applaud the Mountain San West. Diego State and Brady Hoke this morning. It had to happen, <sighs> and now it has happened. Brady Hoke will be out as head coach of the San Diego State Aztecs. Um, just wrapping up the, the basketball talk, I just wanted to say, they can turn that loss into a win if they use it to get better. If they use it to address some of the things that didn't go well, use that experience of a hostile environment, and turn that into a couple of wins later in the season, I'm okay with an early season loss. By the way, San Diego State, remember they went to the Final Four last year? They lost some games on the way. It's not like they won 32 straight and then got to the Final Four. The point I was making (laughs) during the Hoke announcement there was, I think it was 2018, whatever, they they went like 19-2 and in conference play. But a couple of early non-conference games that they lost ended up being the difference on them not getting in to the tournament because so bad that 19 and two was like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Yeah, a loss can be very useful for a coach, especially early in the season. And I have no doubt that Dutch is going to find a way to use this to make make his team better. Aztecs are uh, back at home tomorrow night against Long Beach State, seven o'clock tip off at Viejas Arena. What made Friday night a little more painful was seeing Keisha Johnson lead Arizona to an upset of number two Duke at Cameron Indoor uh in in at Duke in Raleigh. That was that was an impressive win and that NIL money coming into play there to lure Keisha Johnson away. Uh, you know, he could have been that depth difference that the Aztecs needed in a game like that against BYU, but uh, they were able to pay him more at Arizona, and now Arizona reaping the benefits of an experienced Keisha Johnson in their lineup as they beat Duke on Friday night. All right, we got the breaking news out of the way. Brady Hoke out as head coach at San Diego State. Got a caller on the line. Let's get to today's game of Real 
or fake. Some are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. I will do so as soon as I welcome Sean onto the program. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're good. Up, Sean? We're good. Big segment here. we got breaking news, everything happening, and a chance for you to qualify for a trip for two to Resorts World Las Vegas. Two tickets to Luke Bryan, who is uh, headlining in another engagement at Resorts World Theater. December 29th through January 6th. Tickets on sale now at rwlasvegas.com. But if you can just get four out of seven right on Real or Fake, uh, we're going to put you into the drawing for the grand prize. Sean, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Announced last week. You might remember I mentioned this story. The San Diego Mojo are the newest team in the Pro Volleyball Federation. They'll begin play on February 1st. Sean, I have a list of the other PVF franchises. I will give you a team name. You just have to tell me if it's a real or fake Pro Volleyball Federation team. You ready, Sean? I'm ready. All right, round one. The Portland Spikers. Real or fake? I'm going to go with real. That is absolutely mm. fake. That was almost too obvious. That's okay, Sean. You don't have Woods here to help you. I don't know how helpful Woods would have been for this one anyway. That's okay. We get a lot of com- comebacks in this game. Round number two. The Omaha Supernovas. Real or fake, Sean? I'm going to go fake. That one is mm. real. It's a weird name, but yeah. All right, we're 0 for 2. We need to get on a little bit of a run here. All right, Sean, here we we got round three. You got this one. The Orlando Valkyries. Real or fake, Sean? Fake. Polly? This is not going well Uh-oh. for Sean so far. Gotta he go is 0 for 0. 3, which means, yeah, you need to get the last four. Gotta win out. All correct. All right, Sean. Round four, Pro Volleyball Federation franchises. The Santa Barbara Seahorses. Real or fake, Sean? Fake. <laughs> fake. Polly. Well done. On. All right. That's He's one. got to give him one. I think he would have gotten I, I hope that he would have gotten wasn't Santa go, Barbara Seahorses. It that wasn't way. Going, It's true. All right. That's one. <laughs> Round five. Here we go. The Atlanta Vibe. Real or fake? The Atlanta vibe. Fake. <laughs> this oh, no. is just not Sean's <clears throat> day, is it? No. Oh, Sean. I mean, you got a mojo. You kind of have to have a vibe in the league. Thanks when the playing. vibe take on the mojo, you know S is about to happen in pro volleyball, Polly. That is it. Sorry, Sean. You have played. You have tried. You have failed. The game is over <laughs> for you today on Real or Fake. Uh, I, I had a couple more fake ones I didn't even get to. I thought these were pretty good. The Phoenix Saguaros. I would have been fooled by that one. Yeah. And I love this one. The Austin Lassos, which I thought was really a cool Knowing sounding name. You, I think I would have said fake. That on is that fake, one. but I honestly, if they put a team in Austin, I, I, I'm trademarking that. The Austin <laughs> Lassos would be a terrific women's volleyball team. Made up a lot of like former University of Texas volleyball stars. Perfect for the... Uh, all right, we'll try to qualify someone. I think we're going to play Take on Joss tomorrow. She's supposed to be back. I'll be back, yep. Uh, so we'll have a chance to qualify someone for Las Vegas tomorrow. All right, Brady Hoke is out. 
as head coach at San Diego State. That's the breaking news. Uh, we'll get to some don't do this uh, coming up next. Actually, have um, actually have a couple of stories. One from college football, actually, over the weekend that I was going to drop on you. One of the dumbest things you can do on a football field. Oh. I know exactly what you're Do talking you? about. From your neck of the woods up there in uh, the Seattle area where it happened as well. I had a lot of friends <laughs> not happy with that. Well, it's coming up next with uh, Ben and Paul on San Diego's number one sports station back after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot, you moron. They're all dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Always a couple of stories that make you shake your head here this morning on Don't Do This. Uh, by the way, you can tune in to kick off with Boomer and Valenti every Friday night, 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan, previewing all the big games of the weekend in the NFL. It is presented nationally by Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it, and by Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. If you missed it, the breaking news, Brady Hoke announces his retirement as San Diego State head coach, uh, effective at the end of the season after these last Two games, that just in in the last few minutes. All right, I will uh, get us started. Hit and run drivers. Always, always a don't do That's this. That's an easy way to get on to don't do this. I mean, it's bad when you, like, nick someone's fender and you don't leave a note. It's even worse when you, um, when you slam into, like, an all-star NBA player and you don't even stop. Uh, but that's what happened to the 76ers' Kelly Oubre Jr. On Saturday night, he was walking near his home when a car that was traveling at a high rate of speed, described as silver in color, going uh, 
over, you know, over the speed limit, tried to make a turn south onto the street that he was crossing, <laughs> and the vehicle hit him in the upper chest area with the driver's side mirror. Ubre suffered a broken rib. Uh, went to the hospital. The driver never stopped. Didn't uh, didn't even check to see what he hit and went on. Uh, Ubre obviously is going to be out for a while. They say it's not fortunately like a season ending thing. He'll be reevaluated in a week. He's back home now, doing okay, according to Nick Nurse, head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. But that could have been even worse. Bad story as it is, but could have been even worse. Uh, nice thing about that one is uh, Tyrese Maxey went out and scored 50 for the Sixers last night, dedicated it to his teammates. And the Sixers, by the way, undefeated since trading James Harden, whereas the Los Angeles Clippers are winless since acquiring still, still looking for James one. Harden. Uh, he is now 0-4 in their lineup as they lost again yesterday to the Memphis Grizzlies at home. 105 to 101. I don't know why. Why does anyone even want James Harden at this point? I, I don't know. There I, was. I've never understood. There that. was a highlight going around yesterday, Polly. He was dribbling, doing the James Harden thing out beyond the three point line. Like, stopped to dribble and reached and touched the bottom of his shoe, like, wiped off his hand on the bottom of his shoe, and then went up for the three pointer. Would have been like a real cool, like, Steph Curry maneuver had he not airballed it. Right. And, and completely missed it. So, I don't know. The Clippers, I've, I've got to feel like they're already starting to regret yeah, it's the James, Harden, the James Harden deal. Yeah. All right, let's go uh, college football. <laughs> oh, my God. On Saturday, uh, Washington linebacker Alfonso Tupatala was on his way for uh, pick six. It and was uh, f- wasn't a fumble return. Was it a fumble return? I think I you picked it. Up. It was like going to be a seventy-seven yard. The defensive touchdown. Defensive touchdown. Yeah, and, and it was in a critical part of the game. That mm, Washington was up five. Yes. So this would have put them up two scores, almost like iced it against ranked Utah. Big game in the Pac-12. He is gone. Reservations for six. Nobody around him. And he pulled a Deshaun Jackson. He started his celebration uh, just a little early and dropped the football as he was about to run into the end zone, but not in the end zone entirely. In fact, he dropped it on like the two-yard line. The ball didn't even bounce into the end zone where it could have been recovered by a Husky player. Well, there was there was like three Huskies players who just ran by it as they well. They all thought he was in. Yeah. And so they just ran right past this ball that's just sitting on the two-yard line, <laughs> celebrating the touchdown, and Utah goes, wait a second, and they dive on the ball, and guess what? Utah football. <laughs> in a, um, I mean, it was it was too cool for school. It was, he was so concerned with looking cool as he crossed into the end zone so nonchalantly. Like, I'm not going to spike it. I'm not going to go crazy. I'm simply just going to drop the ball and look (laughs) so cool. Doesn't look cool when you drop it on the one and a half yard line, dude. Oh my God, that guy has got to just be in the torture chamber. I mean, there's one giant saving grace. Washington went on and won the game anyway. I mean, if they didn't. Because can even show up in class. You're a top I mean, five you team can't, I right mean, now. if they had lost that game, and they could have. Utah oh, yeah. got the ball. If they had like, driven down the field, took the lead, and won that game. And you cost not only an undefeated season, a chance to go to the college football playoffs, all because you couldn't be bothered to take that last step and cross the goal line with the football. 
You would never live that down the rest of your life. He's going to be, they're going to be showing and making fun of him now, but because they won the game, he can kind of laugh it off and go, yeah, I was a moron. That was stupid. But if they had lost that game, he's got to, he pretty much has to drop out of school and transfer, right? Yeah. You're done. The worst. All right. Well, it wouldn't be Ben and Paul without Woods if I didn't bring up golf at least once. DD Mega Doo Doo. But this is, this is an incredible story. So they're playing the, the fall season right now, the fall uh, FedEx Cup finish, which aren't big tournaments, but it's still, you know, it's real PGA Tour events. And they were at the Butterfield Bermuda Championship yesterday, where Camilo Vijegas uh, won the tournament by two shots over Alex Norn. And the reason why it's a do-do this, this is the first win for Camilo Vijegas since his 22-month-old daughter died of brain cancer in 2020. And when that happened, as you can imagine, his life went into a downward spiral. He, mm. he lost his tour card. He was struggling. He wasn't even making cuts on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, the golf game left him. I mean, you've got to feel like, you know, the gods have forsaken you when you, this uh, a tragedy like that happens. And I mean, he was just in a world of hurt. But he has... Um, He's turned his daughter's passing into a foundation to help raise money and awareness and, you know, fight cancer. And he's gotten his golf game back, and he finished, I think, second last week. And now this week he comes through and wins for the first time in four years. It's really, it's a really great story for Camilo Vijegas and a really good story for the PGA Tour. And I know no one's paying attention to golf this time of year when football's on. And uh, you got basketball and in college and offseason baseball signings, but... I had to point that out because I thought that was uh, really special and spectacular yesterday in a very little promoted tournament, but a win for Camilo Villegas yesterday. And that is Don't and Do Do This for a Monday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, If you want to join us uh, when we come back, 833-288-0973. Not sure if you've got any thoughts on the Brady Hoke uh, news, the, the retirement not calling it a firing, but one way or another, he's out as San Diego State football coach. What direction should the Aztecs go? I've already seen people tweeting, i got to get Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know that you want to just jump in and overpay someone else for the job. you got to get this higher right. J.D. Wicker has got to get the next higher right at San Diego State. You can join us, 833-288-0973. I also want to get into some of the uh, free agent news in baseball. Had Ken Rosenthal drop a little info on Blake Snell this morning that's new. We haven't gotten to that yet, so that is all coming up with Ben Woods on San Diego's number 1 sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. job during the break just quickly as uh, they're going out to cover the retirement of Brady Hoke as Aztecs head coach and that's what it's being framed as right now it's Ben and Paul here on 97.3 the fam it's being framed as a retirement by the San Diego State Athletic Department and you know you see some tweets going out Kirk Morrison hey thank you coach you know this is you can't you can't spin this as a celebration of Brady Hoke's long and successful career. You can thank him for the contributions he made to the program. Absolutely. And and Brady Hoke did some things, especially his first go around when came in for remember, two seasons before really Rocky Long did all the the long and lasting hard work. Right. And then he came back and kind of, you know, lucked into the job when Rocky left suddenly and was just already there on staff as a defensive line coach. Had one really, really good season where they won 12 games uh, that parlayed into a nice fat contract extension, and then the last two years have been pretty disappointing. This year, as I said, they're in last place in the Mountain West. That should never, ever happen if you're San Diego State. I understand the realities. Hey, it's NIL, and San Diego State just can't compete. Sure, when you're talking about San Diego State versus Alabama or San Diego State versus Michigan, they can't compete. They should be able to compete against Utah State and New Mexico and Colorado State and Fresno State and Nevada. And right now, competing against those schools who have all the same, if not more, NIL difficulties, because you have at least San Diego to sell. you got a new stadium. You've got beautiful weather here. You've got more things to sell than any other program in your conference. You should consistently be... At the top of the Mountain West. I mean, you don't have to win it every year, but you should be battling it out with Boise State and Fresno State at the top every single year. You cannot be at the bottom of the Mountain West. You have advantages over the other schools. You have a Final Four basketball program that has been unbelievably well supported now for 20 plus years. There is no excuse for not putting together, at least on a Mountain West level, a successful football program. You should be so successful that, you know, the Big 12 and the Pac-12 should have been knocking down your door, not just for your basketball program, but for your football program as well. And you have never been able to get there. As bad and uninspiring as San Diego State football has been, and to be at the bottom of the Mountain West standings, yeah, I mean, that is... That is just atrocious. Like that's something I never thought I'd see. So this this whole hoo ha about Brady Hoke's 
retirement. Yeah, make and- no mistake. If he's six and three, if the Aztecs are six and three right now, he's not retiring. So right. And and the you proof the, mouth. the proof will be in the pudding. If he was truly retiring. And J.D. Wicker was, you know, oh, please don't go. We, we can't live without you. No, I'm walking away from all my guaranteed money. You keep it. I am ready to go and live uh, live on a yacht somewhere and, and just enjoy my retirement years. The proof will be in the pudding. And I guarantee, I don't make that many guarantees, I guarantee that one way or another, Brady Hoke is getting the lion's share of his money that is that is guaranteed to him, as if he were fired today as head coach at San Diego State. <laughs> Call it what you want. Retirement, whatever. Brady Hoke has been fired as the football coach at San Diego State, as he should, because his team is in last place in a conference that he should always be top three in every single year. Even I know you have to reload, and you got young players that come in, a, a successful football program builds on itself and continues to put quality products year after year. You can't be losing to Colorado State. You can't be losing to Utah State. can't be losing 49-3 to to Air Force <laughs> or whatever the final score of that game was. By the way, Air Force that then lost to Army and then lost to Hawaii. I mean, this is they're having a ridiculously bad season. This is not some celebration of Brady Hoke. Thank you for your contributions, Coach. It's time to move on to someone else. All right. If you want to join us, 833-288-0973. We'll check traffic. Got some free agent news uh, dropping this morning from Ken Rosenthal, including some Blake Snell news coming up on 97.3 The Fan. From the 97.3 The Fan Traffic Center, here's Vicki Pepper. 15 south at Lilac Bridge, a crash in the center divider, then at Rio Rancho, a ladder in the carpool and left lane. Northbound at Miramar, some ridged insulation in the fast lane. I'm Vicki Pepper, in for Kelly Danick with Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, even though the Padres don't have a manager, they are certainly already looking uh, and planning what they're trying to do to uh, beef up this roster with so many pitching defections. Uh, it certainly doesn't look like that, you know, Blake, I, I mean, have you heard any, even like a hint that the Padres are are thinking of bringing back Blake Snell? I haven't heard anything. Uh, I, haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything. Uh, honestly. I, I would assume they're going to make an offer. I, I mean, think it would be, I don't know. I mean, I I would consider it now a giant upset if Blake Snell was a member of the Padres next season. Yeah, I think that's fair. But, I mean, they're still going to, whether it's a complete low ball offer, they they got to make an offer. Yeah. And now this is not news or anything, but Ken Rosenthal wrote in the Athletic this morning that the Atlanta Braves are one of the well, many teams that are looking for starting pitching, but they're actually in the the top end market for starting pitching thanks to the fact that they haven't had to pay their stars a giant giant sums of money. They have such good affordable contracts for, you know, Acuña and Albies and um some of their other players, uh, even Matt Olson, I mean, no one's making more than $22 million for the Atlanta Braves per season, which is, when you think about it, compared to what some of the Padres are making per year, it's pretty crazy. But they can actually afford to go out and and sign some high-end pitching talent. And Ken Rosenthal thought that Aaron Nola might be a possibility for the Atlanta Braves, but he said it looks like they might want someone with a little more swing and miss capability than Aaron Nola, who's kind of taken a couple of steps back the last couple of years, and he thinks that uh, that Blake Snell might be someone 
that the Atlanta Braves make a hard push for this offseason. He writes, one unknown with Snell is how he would adapt. Now, Philadelphia is also, he says, interested maybe in signing Snell, especially if they lose Nola this offseason. He says, how would he adapt to the intensity of Philadelphia after spending his entire career in the low-key Tampa Bay and San Diego markets? But if the Phillies don't sign Nola, what would be their top of the rotation free agent options? Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is the the Japanese star who's going to be posted, would appear to be a long shot. The Phillies have not had a Japanese player since 2008. So, NL East, a possibility. Uh, Braves or Phillies for Blake Snell. Uh, we've, of course, talked about a potential return to Seattle, which culturally fits for Blake Snell. But I don't know that the Mariners are in any position to jack up payroll for Blake Snell. I mean, they've been million dollars or something. They've yeah. been much more financially responsible than even the Padres over the years when it comes to their their free agents. I don't know what this really means, but Rosenthal also noted that the Braves don't have a single Scott Boris client on their roster. Interesting. Is that a philosophical decision or simply just the way it's kind of worked out? Because they have superstars on their team. And I would imagine it's just the way it worked out. I would think That's so. That's kind of shocking, though, with the amount of the star power that they yeah. have. That not one player on their team is repped by Scott Boris. But, you know, if they need pitching and, well, Corbin Burns... Blake Snell, those are Boris clients. So the Padres, of course, have not had any trouble working with Scott Boris. Maybe a little, too little trouble working with Scott Boris uh, when it comes to some of their signings. But one other Boris client who could be available, not in free agency this offseason, but in a trade, is Corbin Burns. And now that the Milwaukee Brewers have already decided they're not paying for their manager, you know, and they've got one year left on Corbin Burns. Is Corbin Burns a possibility for the San Diego Padres this offseason in a trade? Would certainly change the nature of the pitching rotation. You've got you Darvish and Joe Musgrove coming back, and then nothing after that at this point. But if you started me out with you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and Corbin Burns... All right, now all of a sudden, that's a formidable, at least playoff rotation. If you can get there, that's a formidable playoff rotation. Now, I know what you're thinking. Here we go again. Oh, Ben's ready to trade off all of the young talent for one season of Corbin Burns. Oh, boy, here we go. I've got a different idea. Bear with me here. And I know this one won't be popular either. But if, <laughs> if you have to save some money, and, you know, Buster only said it over the weekend. He says Padres have to trade Juan Soto. I don't know that I believe it, but if you have to save some money and Juan Soto is scheduled to make about $33 million in arbitration, Corbin Burns is only going to make about 14 That's almost $20 million in savings just with those two players right now. Now, I don't think the Brewers are interested in paying Juan Soto $33 million, <laughs> but you might be able to get enough prospects from another team in a three-way trade that the Brewers get the prospects, the Juan Soto goes to whatever contender wants him, and the Padres get the pitching they need for a season in Corbin Burns. Is that something that Paul Reindel would entertain as a potential blockbuster this offseason for the Padres? I am firmly in the do-not-trade-Juan-Soto camp, and... I just don't see 
a right. trade package coming back that I, that's would make fair. me that's a, change that's a, my mind. That's a valid like it's a I, valid opinion. I thought you were going to say, you know, hey, maybe they throw Jackson Merrill in the trade and get Corbin Burns. I'd rather entertain that conversation. I, I don't know that just Jackson Merrill is going to get it done. I and, understand. I'm just yeah. throwing names but, out there. But let's say you keep Juan Soto and you acquire Corbin Burns because you trade Jackson Merrill and maybe Jacob Marcy, who just won the Arizona Fall League MVP award over the weekend. You know, you trade those guys. Now you're paying $33 million for Soto and $14 million or so for Burns. Now your payroll is going up from last season. If that truly is not a possibility, I'm saying I agree with you. I want to keep Juan Soto. But if they can't, if they have to save money, is that something you would consider? If, if, if it is like dictated that there's AJ's hands are tied and he can't find any way to keep Juan Soto, he's got to save some cash. Would you rather he trade Juan Soto just for the prospects to reload the Padres' own farm system and maybe some pitching depth, or would you rather see him try to get the superstar Corbin Burns in some three-way trade where the Brewers get all the prospects and the Padres at least get a superstar pitcher for a year instead of their superstar slugger for a year? I mean, in that particular hypothetical... That they have to they trade have to Juan trade. Soto. I don't think you, I agree with you. I don't think I'd you, rather keep him. I don't think you should trade Even Juan for a Soto. Year. I don't think you should trade Juan Soto unless you like, have to trade him. I'm not in the business of of punting seasons. I, and you, even if it's one year, even if he says I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not signing a long term extension. Great, we're gonna ride it out with one more year, a contract year, by the way, for one of the best hitters in all of baseball, and we're gonna keep this. You know, window of opportunity open. I am not interested in losing a year of Manny Machado's prime as he continues to get older. Xander Bogarts, you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, etc. I am. In- I'm not talking about trading Juan Soto because you're worried about losing him for for nothing. Your question at the end of the is: year. If you I'm, had to trade Juan Soto, would I'm you rather sa- trade him for I'm saying Colton that or whatever financial considerations are going on right now, whether it's the the debt service rules and Major League Baseball is basically holding a sword over Peter's head and said, if you don't re- reduce the payroll to $200 million, we're taking away the team or something crazy. And they have to, because there's no option other than trading Juan Soto. Would you rather do it for prospects or would you rather save $20 million and at least get a frontline starting pitcher for a year? I, in those two scenarios, I would choose sign, or trading for Corbin Carroll or Corbin, Corbin Burns. Burns. Well, I'll take Corbin Carroll I, too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him. <laughs> Be great. Uh, no, in the I mean, if it's you have gun to your head, got to trade Juan Soto. It's either a package of prospects or Corbin Burns. Give me Burns. Okay. But again, ultimately, it's I'm not trading Juan Soto, even if he says directly to everyone's faces, I have no interest in ever signing a long term extension here in San Diego. Great. Ride it out this one year. Try to put together a team that can get you to the playoffs. Ride with the four that you got again at the top of your order. See what happens. Is it is it possible that the 2024 Padres, just the 2024 Padres, are actually a better, more balanced team with Corbin Burns in their rotation than Juan Soto in their lineup? No. Not at all? Not to me. I mean, they're so, they're so lacking in pitching, though. And this, I mean, this really does change the complexion of the pitching rotation completely if you get burned. The Padres lineup is still good without Juan Soto. It's much better with Juan Soto, but it's still pretty good. Top heavy, but you still have Manny and Fernando and Xander 
I mean, there's still good players in your lineup without you have Hassan Kim without Juan Soto. You've got nothing besides Musgrove and Darvish in pitching I, you know, for next I, season. I just I apologize because it's not great sports talk radio debate mindset to just be so close-minded in your stance here, but you can't convince me that moving Juan Soto in any way makes you a better team. I always have my hottest takes when Woodsy isn't here. Is there, <laughs> is there a reason for that? I don't know. You just is come it just in and I just like, I, skip Bayless over here. I know. <laughs> I, I think it's because, uh, honestly, I talk about 60% more when Woods isn't here because I have to. There's just more time to fill. And I end up just spewing my hot takes. Uh, here, wait. I got another, like, are you okay? I got another one. I got another one oh for you. Oh, my God. Uh, Joe Espada was promoted or is going to be promoted to Astros manager. I think they've got a press conference coming up here in a few minutes in Houston. It's being framed as a pretty feel-good story. Guy's been waiting for his turn for a long time, gotten some interviews elsewhere, has never been given the shot, uh, you know, native of Puerto Rico, going to take over for Dusty Baker in Houston, keeping it all in the family. Maybe all that is true. You know Joe Espada was the bench coach under A.J. Hinch when the whole sign-stealing and everything happened. How Joe Espada has somehow avoided just the, the absolute splatter of carnage of that entire scandal <laughs> right and now it's just they're just fine putting him i mean they had to bring in dusty baker because he had nothing to do with the astros right they had to bring in dusty baker to rehabilitate the image of the team that had taken such a big hit from the sign stealing scandal that they brought dusty baker in but now dusty leaves and they're ready to turn it right over and yeah he wasn't the manager at the time but he was in that clubhouse and not once did anyone say anything about Joe Espada. And, and, you know, maybe he didn't know what was going on. Maybe he couldn't stop it the same way A.J. Hinch couldn't stop it. But this is a guy who was there for all of this. They can't argue <laughs> that, oh, I mean, it's a long time ago, water under the bridge, right. whatever. This is clearly part of, part of the story of Joe Espada, that he was a member of the Houston Astros' tainted World Series title in 2017. And he didn't stop it. Could he have? I don't know. But he was there. I mean, it's hard to imagine that you didn't have an inkling of what might have been going on with your hitters when you're the bench coach of the team under A.J. Hinch at the time. Sure but now, feels like it's a time heals all wounds kind of a thing. But you know? now he's set to become the Houston Astros manager. And I'm not hearing, like, word one about any of this. The yeah. fact that. I mean, no one is talking about the fact that they're keep in mind. I mean, why not just hire AJ Hinch away from the t- the Detroit Tigers and go right back to AJ Hinch at this point? You think there might someone might say something like, oh, "I don't know if that's that's a great look, Houston, just to go back, right back uh, to AJ Carlos Hinch." Beltran. This is essentially what they're doing. They're you know yeah. maybe Spada hires Beltran as his bench coach and. <laughs> Just go right for it right now, but that's that's what's going on with the Houston Astros right now. And you know, I'm I'm not saying that they're making the wrong decision or that Joe Espada doesn't deserve another chance or hasn't waited patiently for his turn, but um I'm just surprised that there hasn't been more discussion about this as he's set to get introduced as the new manager of the Astros in about five minutes. Primetime games available in the NFL from Westwood One, free, live right here at 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app tonight. Listen to the Broncos and Bills. And then Thursday, Eagles and Chiefs. Really? We get Eagles and Chiefs. That's Thursday night? That's incredible. 97.3 The Fan at 4.30 or simply download the Odyssey app. Search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. 
All right, we're halfway home. We'll come back. We're going to do a Rhinal Report early in our 8 o'clock hour. Sam Levitt in studio, all coming up here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.